What, what? Hey, 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 Tales from the Green Room. From the Green Room. What is going on, Nathan Aurora? Hello, my dearest Howard. How are you, man? Life is grand, man, honestly. Life is grand. That's, a, that's all you can ask. Ooh. Ah, Dig it. ASMR. Love it, man. I try to do that every stream, every week. Whether it's a beer or a nice, cool LaCroix, I'll yep. fucking pop it right next to the mic. And just that's how you get shit started, man. Yeah, man. I, you know, it's not a beer, unfortunately, now. I have been drinking a lot while streaming. I've been drinking and streaming. Uh, but it's 10 o'clock in the morning here in California. So <laughs> I'm going to hold I'm going to hold off on that for a couple yeah. hours here. A little bit of self-control goes a long way. Yeah, man. I'm, it's new year, new me. I don't drink till 3 p.m. now. Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> Mm. Thanks for having me, man. I remember when we did our first tour together um, and you were recording a podcast in the green room. And I was like, hey, what are you doing, man? They're like, oh, I have this podcast called Tales from the Green Room. I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. And you were ahead of the curve, bro, because when the pandemic hit, everyone had a podcast, myself included. But you were before the curve. I, I, I love that. <clears throat> this is something I think about a lot because um, I get. I'm always down to like, uh, I mean, that's why I started this podcast was to like, just kind of share the knowledge, right? Share the wealth. Yeah. I don't really believe in like withholding knowledge to, you know, have something over people or like, Same. you know, if there, if there's a band that's doing well or, or wants to do well and is asking me questions, I'm not gonna be like, well, you need to figure it out for yourself because that's what we yeah. did. You know, we, we yeah. learned a lot of hard lessons. Fuck yeah. But yeah, I wish I would have had something like this, you know, coming up and I know. I'm all about it. Um, 100%. So, so you called me um, early 2020 and you're like, yo, how, what do I need to do to get started? Like, what do I got to do to like stream? And like, what do I need? Just yeah. tell me what I need. I was like, okay, yeah. this, 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 this. And dude, you were the only dude that I knew that was doing it. And I had this idea and it seemed like such a far-fetched thing to like write music remote on a stream and like, I, I don't want to say no one was doing it because for sure people were doing it like live collabs and stuff. But like this was maybe first, second month of the pandemic. And like no one was like a lot of my friends and our colleagues figured it out along the way through the pandemic. But not a lot of us were doing it before then because, you know, the tour schedules were so heavy. Um, I had that idea and I was like, I don't know if this is even possible or whatever. I'm like, the only guy I know that's doing shit like this is Howie. So let me just see what he thinks, if it's possible or not. Why not? <clears throat> yeah. And, and what, what I love about it is that like you actually went and did it. You actually followed through. Like you took the notes yeah. and you took the knowledge and you like, you know, you, excuse me, you executed. And that um, there's a lot of artists that hit me up around the same time. Yeah. And we're like, hey, what what do I need? Just like you. And and I yeah. told him everything, and it, nothing ever happened. There was I, there was one other artist, um, this guy yeah. Russ Russ Baum from a band called Meager Kings. Same thing. What do you need? Next thing you know, he's got he does a morning show five days a week nice. for two hours, you know, every morning uh, on yeah. Facebook, and just and now he's upgraded. He's in a studio. He's got like, like three cameras. Yeah. He's got a producer. Fuck like. Yeah. I'm like bro this is how you do it and he goes he went from having three viewers to like having a thousand viewers or a that's thousand amazing, views man. by the end of the day you know like because yeah, you know people amazing. go back and watch yeah it, so yeah it was it's it is really awesome what we can get done at home when you really want it and you want to try yeah um, man and i i owe you a um oh i'm sorry no 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 go ahead i was just gonna say i owe you a big thank you man because that really helped me get through the pandemic like just creatively and shit like that and it's funny, man, because you're constantly upping my game because I called you that initial thing when I literally just had a fucking MacBook, like with a MacBook camera, I had nothing, you know, like I had no inclination of how deep the journey of streaming actually went because it's similar to music in the sense where you're like, I'll buy a guitar and you go out and buy like a cheap guitar, you know, when you're a kid and then it never ends. Like I'm like trying to acquire new gear is a lifelong thing. You can be 65 years old and still be stoked to go grab that new guitar, you know? Um, <laughs> it's so true. And, and I just remember, man, cause I started up in my gate. Like I started with just the MacBook and the MacBook camera and then, um, did a couple episodes and I'm like, I need to get a better camera. So I bought like a little camera, like this little guy that I'm using just for like side angles and shit now. And then I went and bought this camera that I'm using now 
I think it was right before our episode, right? Like we did sound check and I was like, God damn, your fucking resolution looks so good, bro. Like, what do I have to do? And I literally, you were like, just go grab like a nice camera that's stream capable. And I went to Best Buy like the next day because I'm like, when I get excited about something, like I just do it. Like I can't (laughs) hold myself. I know. (laughs) I know. And that's why it's like, it's funny because you said like you called me and you actually did it. And it's like, I can't help myself. Like (laughs) I fixate on stuff and I'm like, I fuck, I'm going to go fucking crush this. And like, I'll stay up all night figuring something out. I enjoy it. I really enjoy it, you know? Uh, but I remember I was calling you from Best Buy, like, dude, what do you think, Canon, Sony? Like, what do you like? What's good? It's just funny, man, because like that was about a year after I started, or maybe not a full year, but a, a long time. I did the podcast and I thought I was all set, cool, man. And then I saw your camera and I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you, you bought the M the M50, right? The M50, yeah, yeah. Um, and our episode was the first one with it, and I remember we did our episode, and like the the viewers were just like, "Yo, this looks so good! Look at Howie's camera. Nate's studio just got an upgrade. Like, what the fuck?" <laughs> you know, it's like you see all these videos, you know, by YouTubers, and they're like, "You don't need amazing equipment. Like, you don't need all this, you know, to yeah. have it. You know, and you don't. You really don't. You don't. It, people, but it helps. People, yeah, it does <laughs> fucking help. People, people look. Yeah. You, you do it with your iPhone. People are just happy to see you. You know, but oh, when yeah. you do take the time and you spend a little money and invest in yourself yeah. and your in your shit, yeah. it makes a difference. You know. Well, it's just like music in that sense. You know, there's so many like uh, it aligns with music in so many ways because it's like it's true. You don't need it, man. If you have a, a potent enough message and a, a cool enough personality and something that people want to pay attention to, you can totally do it on a shitty camera. And as long as like what you're saying and like the content there is is good enough, people will still listen to it. It won't be as pleasurable. But and it's the same way with music. Like if you have a great fucking band and they record in a garage, like it could still hit just because the band is that good and the sound is that good. But like once that band grows, they're going to start getting into nice studios and start, you know, like investing in themselves. And it just makes it that much better. Right. Absolutely, man. <clears throat> yeah. When we uh, another thing, the pandemic, like um, we put out our album uh, Message to the World, um, yeah. which for anybody who doesn't know, it's a, it was kind of a surprise album because we were doing the whole thing like stacking up singles and just, you know, yeah. you put one out. Then the next month you put the next one out, but you put the one before from last month, second and then so on. So we got to nine tracks and I was like, I don't know where the cutoff is. I don't know where the threshold is, you know, yeah. it comes out and it's like, oh, I guess we have a new album. <laughs> like it, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't a single anymore. Did you guys do nine singles? We did what well, we did. Yeah. We basically led up to nine singles. Uh, wow. Well, I think we did, it was uh, five singles and then we dropped a new single that had three bonus tracks, I guess. But it, yeah. it was four tracks. So it made it nine. And it just, wow. that was, I think the cutoff is like, seven songs or eight songs and 30 minutes long or something like that. Yeah. If it's anything yeah, more yeah. than that, it's, it's becomes an album. EP um, or at least or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the, you can look this up, but like, uh, yeah, so we missed that anyway, <clears throat> the getting into the pandemic, like I had been learning how to record and, um, use gear and all that stuff and ha- learning how to mix and things, um, and edit years before that, like, I think yeah. five years before that or so, five or six years. And uh, by the when the pandemic hit, you know, I'm seeing bands, that, they can't do anything. They can't go to a studio. Like everybody's closed, shit's on lockdown. And yeah. I was like, well, shit, we can do this. We can do this. Like I can do it right here, you know? And we, I went to my brother's, we recorded drums over there. Uh, Nick and Scott are sending me files from their house via Dropbox. I'm yeah. bringing it all back here and just, and editing and mixing. And we put the yeah. put it out, and it was the first time we'd done something fully on our own, like a full record. It's a good feeling. It's a great feeling, and it was like, holy shit! Look what we're capable of, you know? Yeah. And the whole idea yeah. was investing in yourself, and um, and yeah, just trying to trying to become uh, de- uh, independent, you know, and That's not really have to important. rely on everything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really important, and mm-hmm. um. If you didn't have a passion for it and you didn't enjoy the act of like learning and creating shit, it would be miserable. Yeah. You know, it's not for everybody, but like, like, like you said and, and agreed with me is like, we get fixated on this stuff because I, I genuinely enjoy it. You know, it would be a, a, a terribly uh, draining job if it wasn't something that you liked, you know, like learning how to mix music or learning how to set up a good looking stream or you know, learning Photoshop or video editors. Like I've done all of that. And the reason I do it is, is strictly for, for joy. And, you know, obviously I love learning how to like 
make it something that can make money but the the nuts and bolts of it man learning how to like because i love to create so like there's so many platforms these days in, in in which to create you know even like i've been making these like instagram reels and it's it's fun like i fucking enjoy doing the video editing and getting a nice shot with like a blurry background and a nice autofocus and like mixing my own audio and like adding effects and it's it's a fun thing man yeah your <clears throat> your reels look good thanks man yeah dude um yeah, I mean, you can say the same thing about, you know, touring or, or being in a band yeah. or, or just anything really is like, if you're not loving it, if it's not something you love to do, that you probably shouldn't yeah. be doing it. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's people that work jobs out there that can't really say that. They can't do anything about that because it's totally. just what they have to do uh, to make yeah. the money. And I'm glad yeah. I started so young, you know, and same. got this going and you know, I was able to quit my job in 2013, you know, what, yeah. and it was, uh, so definitely if it's something that you love, it's not work. And, you know, I don't know how many like tutorials I've watched on YouTube, like YouTube, YouTube <laughs> university, you yeah. know, but enjoyed every second of it, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, I, I feel the same way, man. Just really like really grateful that I was able to find the calling and to be, to be honest, man, I don't enjoy it every day. You know what I mean? Like there's sometimes where I got stuff that I have to do that it's like, it's it's kind of mindless sometimes, you know. Like, tell me, like, tuning vocals is fun, <laughs> dude. No, like, I, I'm very close to to hiring somebody on my next project to do that. If I'm working with, like, anytime I'm producing anything, like, I don't consider myself much of a producer. I'm more of like an arranger slash songwriter kind of guy. But I I uh, have worked many projects where it's like I guess because the word producer has so many different definitions these days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It could be a kid making a, a EDM song in his bedroom, or uh, somebody who's in the studio with somebody saying, "Hey, that chorus is good, but shorten it." It's like there's so many definitions to it. But um, I always I'm not, I don't do mixing and mastering. Um, I just do like arrangement and sound design and shit like that. You know. Um, and uh, I always work with someone to outsource, mix a master. And if I can get away with it, I will always ship them vocals and be like, you tune it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I remember like being so pumped when I learned how to use Melodyne a few years ago. I'm I know. Like, like, oh, I can do this myself. And now it's like, fuck, I got to do this myself. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You know what? I was the same way. But you know what? One of the things that I think uh, is my biggest issue with that is I don't think I've learned it enough. Like I could do it, but I constantly, bro, like I'm like, there has to be a shortcut to this, yeah. but I'm doing it the long way. I'm like going through each thing. I'm like tracking each word. Like I know there's like an ARA and like a, it, it might surprise some folks out there, but like I am, I'm definitely more tech savvy than the average guy just by the nature of what I do. But when it comes to like, even guys like you, like how much you help me with tech stuff. And then, you know, just other guys in the industry that understand so much of the tech side of stuff. Um, I I'm, I'm like, halfway there but I like obviously compared to like the normal guy walking down the street if he's like, like what's a daw you know what i mean like more like more than that guy but yeah. nowhere near as some someone who understands all the nuts and bolts of every single program i'm just like i learned enough to get my fucking vision out and i'm like cool let's fucking create you i know? mean that's all you need dude it, you know it's yeah. you need that and just the just the um insatiable urge to 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 create and and you know the 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 drive to create is gonna fuel the drive to learn you know like yeah. if it's you know i don't know how many times i sat here like in pro tools or something and i've done a bunch of projects now but it's like there's yeah. one little thing that pops up I'm like what is this like how do i you know i gotta go to the, the internet totally and, and i'm you know that, that was kind of one of the coolest byproducts of doing songs from scratch was i would be like in my project and sharing the screen and like there was a lot of like up and coming guys that would watch it too like you know other musicians that wanted to learn from the thing and i learned a ton even from them like i remember one time i was um, doing fade ins and fade outs of like each cut uh, audio file, and it, and somebody commented and was like, "Hey man, you can like globally do that to every single one with like a stroke of the." I I have since forgotten what that shortcut was, but <laughs> dude, you showed me that, and I for- oh, yeah, I, I have forgotten as well. But God damn it, and dude, I still do it the long way, and I'm like, <laughs> I could probably just Google this, but I don't even know the terminology I'm looking for, and I don't want to sift through a ton of articles, so I'm just gonna fucking suck it up and just do it. I want to say it's called a batch fade. Yeah, um, you're probably right. But uh, it was yeah. so easy, it was mind blowing. Oh, and my it probably God. saved me like uh, an hour's worth of, of work. You showed me because I don't use Logic that much anymore. I'm like more Pro Tools, yeah. but like <clears throat> you showed me that. I was watching one of your streams and you're like, oh, Howie, check <laughs> this out, bro. Click. Yeah. I was like, oh, 
and just <laughs> faded all of them. All oh, the hours wasted. <laughs> and I need that now more than ever too, because I'm doing shit with like tons of guitars on it. So I'll have like 13 guitar tracks, and it's not just tracked all the way through. It's like spots, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, that would really save me a ton of time. Uh, if if whoever taught me that uh, I was watching the stream, I feel like I know like the, uh, a couple of people who it might be. If you're watching this, can you DM me and tell me what it was again? Because I forgot. <laughs> yeah, with uh, <clears throat> I I love using Pro Tools because for that one reason, I can you know, I can select the whole track or all the tracks and hit yeah. Command F and it it'll fade everything and then i can you know do a, a, a shift option three and then it it merges all my shit to one track each so it's not yes. like pieces like anymore you know so little yeah, little logic doesn't do that it's weird it doesn't do that probably does well there's the well there's the <laughs> there's the glue feature the glue tool yeah. which is the yeah. same thing but yeah I, when i was making that lo-fi record um, yeah. I made it in, in Logic and I was like, I'll get back to this. And I haven't messed with this in a while. And I realized, I'm yeah. like, man, yeah, this is why I use Pro Tools because I feel like it's so much faster to edit in yeah. Pro Tools, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. but a lot of people do that. Yeah. You know, but you, you know, you like what you like. Um, yeah. And uh, nothing's going to change it's your mind. It's a learning curve thing, you know? It is. It's like, I, I, I want to keep creating uh, at the like rate that I have been so I don't really want to slow down to learn a new DAW. You know, I'm just like, I have projects I'm working on and want to keep going. And, uh, but a lot of guys mixing pro tools and I've heard that it's fucking awesome. It's great. Um, but, but I totally hear you, man. It's like, I'm the same way. Like I got studio one last year because it was a pandemic yeah. and it was on sales, like whatever. I might as yeah. well try to learn another DAW while I'm sitting here. Cause I already knew logic. I'm I, pro yeah. tools is my main thing. I was like, yeah, let's learn studio one. Cause I think, I think having, you know, being a producer and working with other bands in different places and different studios, I've, I've seen Pro Tools. I've seen what Nuendo. Yeah, Ableton, you know, Logic. And I've worked in all these different studios and I want to be able to know what's going on, you know, and understand the the, the doll a little bit. Um, yeah. So I, I, did, I did a little bit of Studio One and just kind of mixed a song to see. And I, I you know, it was pretty good. I still prefer you make it work, man. Pro Tools. Like, it's just an artist with a different canvas. Exactly, know? exactly. They, look, man, all these dolls, they, they all do the same things. You know, it's just to a matter to the same goal of finishing a song. Exactly. And they all sound great and there's no difference, yeah. you know? We're nerdy as fuck, by the way. We probably lost like half the listeners. <laughs> it's got so nerdy, bro. <laughs> so, okay, I do want to talk about uh, your stream, bro. I want to talk about Twitch. Yeah. So, so you're, you're like, you got almost 800 subs, bro. Yeah, I'm... Uh, not 800 so i wish it was 800 800 followers sorry sure. followers followers yeah. that's right okay um that's but right. if everyone that follows me goes in subs right now right now do it guys follow i'll this, go uh, buy a mercedes <laughs> exactly just kidding I'm i think sorry. that would be like 500 dollars. <laughs> I, I dude i meant to say i meant to say followers i'm on that youtube yeah. uh yeah uh, your youtube terminology guy. um does does youtube take half your pay they take 30 percent. okay yeah okay. better than twitch yeah uh the I want to get into this with you because um, I have been struggling uh, with myself because I have I'm on Twitch. I got like 200 followers or so, but yeah. um, I started last year. I was like, I'm gonna go on Twitch. I'm gonna fucking get on there. I started playing games, started streaming a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then I realized that I could do it on YouTube, and I already had a infrastructure there. Uh, um, yeah. And I was like, well, what's the point of me going to Twitch? And <clears throat> I like Twitch. I think Twitch is awesome. I think it's I fucking awesome. I love the the sandbox. I love the just the the whole community. Everybody's like minded there. Everybody goes there to it's watch a positive thing. streams. Yeah, it's very yeah. positive, and yeah. I love seeing the the chat flying and people subbing and gifting each yeah. other. And um, yeah. I love all the things you can do. And like uh, I was checking out Rome's the other day, other night, and he was. Uh, oh, does he? Does he stream? He streams. Yeah, it's it's not very often, but I think he's trying to get more into it. Yeah. Um, and he he did like a, it was like a giveaway. He just set up a giveaway, and I was like, well, yeah. you can't do that on YouTube, you know? No, um, yeah. And 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 YouTube is still building this out. They're they're yeah. This year is supposed to get a lot better for streamers. Yeah. Um, and I've been hearing of a lot of uh, Twitch streamers leaving Twitch and going to YouTube. Um, yeah. Probably because of the pay. The pay is supposedly better, um, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I guess because of discoverability and things like that. Because YouTube is made for videos, it's not really totally. made for streaming, and people don't know streaming so. is its side piece. Exactly, and they're trying yeah. to build out streaming and grow that, so it eventually yeah. gets to where it hopes it hopes to get where Twitch is, I guess. Um, yeah. And so I've been I've been struggling with it, like saying, 
you know, do I, do I stream? I started a second channel on YouTube and it's like my geek out channel. It's for all the weird shit that doesn't work on the main channel. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll stream on Twitch and do all this bullshit, like watch YouTube reactions, whatever, and then cut that up, put that on the, on the second channel on YouTube. Put the highlight reels, the highlight reels, all that stuff. Um, but then I was like, you know, but then it's like, I could be, I could become affiliate. It's, it's there waiting. I just haven't done it. Um, but yeah. then I keep hearing about the money stuff and I don't really care about the money stuff. It's not that, but if I'm going to yeah. grow somewhere, I, I want to, I want it to be somewhere that I'm going to, I'm going to stay there, you know? Makes sense. And Makes so sense. I guess because I'm so, I'm sort of stifled, I, I don't know, maybe it's like my, my, my mind telling me I should probably stick with YouTube and you should stick with one. I feel like, and that's why like, I kind of just stuck with Twitch and you know, kind of in the same boat because with songs from scratch i started on youtube so i I, the whole first season wasn't on twitch uh when we did season two that's when i started going on multiple platforms it was youtube facebook and twitch but uh first first half of season one was only on youtube and then i was like okay might as well stream this to facebook too um and then by season two it was streaming to all three and um you know i i struggled with the same thing because i had built this like community on youtube and so when i went solely to twitch um you know i lost viewership for sure um but what i found is that for what i do on there the viewership was much more interactive and and meaningful just based on like the kind of content that i was doing on there um you know like you said like you could you could like everyone's gifting and uh, like rating and doing all this uh, added features that Twitch has that YouTube doesn't have yet probably because I do believe like if if these platforms don't all have like a really dope streaming option like I don't I don't know shit about shit but I do kind of feel like the way that the world is going is like it the whole point of technology has been to bring you as close to the person you're watching as possible. It feels like, you know what I mean? It started with like just audio on the radio and then it was like, Oh, now we do video. And it's like, seems like the trajectory is like, what can we do to put you in the room with the person digitally? And so that's where I think streaming comes in is that's why it's gained so much traction is cause it's like, it's like as close as you can get until VR and AR and shit of like where you're like sitting at a table, listening to people talk, you know? So I think streaming is probably like only going to keep growing, but anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm solely on Twitch now. I just, I really enjoy it. Um, the pay thing is fucking weird. I feel like they should like, that's such a steep thing, uh, to take, you know, it's like a sub costs five bucks and I get two fifty of it and Twitch keeps two fifty. It's crazy as fuck. Um, but it's like, like I, I, so I don't play video games or anything. I didn't know anything about Twitch, but that's why I was like, I went to YouTube because, you know, growing up in our generation, everybody knows what YouTube is. So I'm just like, okay, I was familiar enough with YouTube. So learned it. Hey, there I am. There he is. Um, oh yeah. That stream down there in that box I did for the first time the other day. Uh, have you ever heard of the tier lists? Yes. It was so. It was fun. I saw it. I was because I've seen other YouTubers doing this. I was like, I'm gonna do this. I don't know what it's I'm gonna fun. rate yet, but I'm gonna do this. Yeah, it's fun. The other day, I was just hanging at the house, um, and I didn't have a lot going on. And I was see, but you'll see what I was telling you before the podcast when this ad is over. Is like, I loaded the new Tim Henson plugin that I got. It's like a, a profiler, a neural DSP amp profiler, and it's really heavy because it's like uh, you know thousands of amps and shit. Uh-huh. Second, I fucking pulled it up. It killed desktop audio on my stream, and I'm like, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, and I did it in the first two minutes of the stream, and ah. I, the, the whole stream was supposed to be let's hang out, let's watch YouTube videos, let's listen to new music. It was all a desktop audio based stream. So uh, it eventually, I think I just did a tier list, and I had no fucking music. My I was listening to Mac Miller in my headphones, but the stream couldn't hear my Spotify. Oh, bummer, man. Yeah, I, th- that's the worst thing. Like when you're trying to do something fun and cool, and then like yeah. your your shit just is just messed up, and it just ruins it's inevitable. The, ruins bro. The stream. We know it all too well, dude. It's live television, you know. Yeah, yeah, with one guy producing and acting and doing everything. So exactly. Like, I know when you're the one that's doing everything, it, it makes it a little weird. So I love yeah. this. This is great. So wait, what were you doing here? It was so it's fast food restaurants, <laughs> um, and you're awesome. ranking them. So you can see the ones that I put on the very top that are goaded are uh, <laughs> what is that? Aunt Auntie Anne's, uh, Carl's Jr., In and Out, and Jersey Mike's. Shout out to Jersey Mike's. I worked there for three years, and then I didn't eat it for another three or four years because I was so sick of it from eating it every day. 
but now that's like the fucking hangover cure dude like if i wake up and i'm like i need something or i'll die it's like give me a a fucking veggie sub with tons of oil and vinegar on it (laughs) oh i love this dude so so these are your goats here and any ends hardy's in and out jersey Mm -hmm. mics and then your s tier is uh arby's chick-fil-a and chipotle nice i i am not a fan of arby's bro I, t- I mean, so I've been vegan for a long fucking time now. So I had to operate this from the sense of like, uh, without that bias, you know, of like what I loved beforehand. Um, I fucking loved Arby's, bro. Like <laughs> Arby's was the jam. <laughs> yeah. It's, we'll see it on the road and I'll fucking skip it, dude. Like, it's like, yeah. I'm not hungry. <laughs> you know, what's funny too, is like gone are the days of like, you know, when we first started touring, the whole band is like vegetarian, vegan. And uh well most of us but um like back in the day it was like exciting when you first get out there to like especially as a you know a veggie guy we were like what what kind of options can we just randomly create like go like a whole band of guys walk into a fast food place and like um make friends with the people working there you know you're in like a random small town and they're just like friendly because they're like what are you guys doing where are you guys from and you kind of hang in and we're like so what kind of shit can we like craft up here like can you take the sourdough bread and like do this and this and they would make they like we always used to try and get them to make like off menu items and stuff arby's was one of the best ones for like a veggie sandwich they would give you the marble rye bread is what i used to get and then just stack veggies on it bro and it was like pretty good for like vegan fast food and shit awesome that's a that, dude yeah. that's a that's a fucking tour hack right there man yeah yeah it's, it's true man like a, like I guess if you're not vegetarian or vegan, there's really no need to like customize shit like in a crazy way. Cause it's like, they make, they're fucking delicious. Like, why are you going to change like a Big Mac? You know, like what are you going to do to a Big Mac to make it better? You know, but like as someone who doesn't really eat that stuff, you're like, well, how can I make this as delicious as possible? Like, and we, obviously we try and avoid it as much as possible. And, and I tend to eat pretty healthy on the road. I find it easier. A lot of people are like, how do you do it? I'm like, I tend, I find it easier to eat healthy on the road then at home because at home like i know all my favorite spots and i know what time they're open and i know it's right around the corner and i have my own car so i can just go get shit you know what i mean but on the road it's like i buy groceries and i like have a very regimented schedule um but sometimes you know you just want to fucking pig out and be a piece of shit so the other day we were when we were still out on tour um it didn't work out because we were looking at the maps wrong but I thought that there was a Carl's Jr. right next to an In-N-Out, like in the same parking lot. Mm-hmm. So I was going to go get a veggie sandwich from In-N-Out, which is just the bun and veggies, no meat, no cheese. And then I was going to get two Beyond patties from Carl's and throw them on the In-N-Out. And I was calling it In-N-Out Jr. or Carl's and out <laughs> uh, <laughs> But it didn't work out. And it was just a Carl's sitting there alone. And I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you know that feeling we were like driving down the road and everyone's hungry and I'm like, dude, in an hour, I'm about to make this fucking hybrid sandwich that's going to blow people's minds. I'm so excited and we're looking at the maps. We're getting closer, we're getting closer and then we pull up, we're like, where's in and out? By the way, and they were like, oh, it's two hours the fucking opposite way. No. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, same thing. It's like, bro, we're going to get some fucking chicken, bro. Yep. 45 minutes, bro. Uh, you Sunday. pull up and it's, it's a fucking, fucking Godfather's pizza. It's a fucking Dairy Queen. Yeah, dude. Nah, we fucking look for that Chick-fil-A and it's Sunday, bro. God. What's damn. the worst one on the road for you? <clears throat> the worst one, the worst food? I mean, just like the one that you're like, you see every five seconds and you're like, I've, I'm starving and I'm not going to eat that. Oh, uh, fucking. Oh, uh, like, like. Hold on. Hold on. Let's say it on the count of three. Think okay. about it. Okay, wait. Answer. So we're saying food that we that we don't we actually don't want to eat. We're like fuck that food or food that we're like yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like even if you're starving, you're like ah, oh, just get a bag of chips. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? Yep. One. We're gonna go one, two, three, and then say it. Okay. So one, two, three, boom. So like a rock paper shoot. Rock. Uh, so one, two, three, boom, like that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. One, two, three. Subway. Subway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, dude. It's fucking everywhere. You fucking did it. <laughs> you did it. Yes. You did it's it. fucking everywhere. It is, man. It's, it's fucking, everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. I do this thing on the road that my band thinks is annoying as fuck, but I enjoy it. So I do it. And I just like, when we're really bored and we're sitting there, I'm like, are you ready for trivia? <laughs> and I just like, everyone's just like sitting on their phone. They're like, shut the fuck up, dude. 
Um, some of my guys get into it occasionally, but uh, I'll just like ask questions and make everyone guess an answer and then we'll Google it. So like one time the trivia was going on really long at a late night truck stop hang. And uh, I was like, what do you think the most, what do you think the most popular uh, fast food places based on number of locations? And it's Subway across the world. There's more Subways than there are McDonald's. Really? Yeah, I, w- anything. I wouldn't have guessed that. I definitely wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Wow, My wife incredible. went to Thailand a couple of years ago and said that there was subways everywhere. And I'm no like, shit. No one likes that. Uh, no one likes this fucking food, bro. <laughs> no one fucking likes that. <laughs> it's such a bummer, man, because every truck stop has it. And you're just like, dude, can't we like, what are we doing here? Like, Or ah, Chester's chicken. They Chester's got Chester's, chicken. <laughs> Chester's and everything. Chester's There's a chicken. lot of Bojangles. Yeah, down in the south, they got the the Bojangles, Zaxby's, um, Zaxby's, yeah, yeah, all that. Yeah, I, I, dude, Pollo Tropical in Florida, never heard of it. The shit, dude. It's, it's the good. Shit. Oh god, dude. Tropical it's, chicken. It's yeah. It's it's basically like fast food, but like it's like fast food, like almost like burrito bowls, like yeah, yeah. But like they have they, like grilled chicken. Yeah, it's like grilled chicken, and there's there's uh, there's other stuff, but like you can get like a piece of chicken with like a so like a corn on the cob and some other stuff and nice. um it's like an el pollo loco but more legit i guess so yeah it's it's yeah. really nice it's i mean fucking delicious is what i meant no, uh, you can get your own like barbecue got, sauce and they got stiff competition where i live in la Habra, california we got a there's a chain that's on every corner called juan pollo that like people just fucking love it's like el pollo loco but more more lit fam i'm gonna have to check that out we're about it next time what, in california what about taco cabana in texas Never had it. Never had it. Oh, dude. We don't get to hit a lot of the spots because, like, like our, our whole band was vegetarian, vegan for a long time. We got one guy who recently switched back over, but uh, the crew and stuff all eats meat and, you know, just kind of does whatever. But we don't really hit a lot of, like, the classic spots because of that. You mm. know what I mean? Like, we're operating on a different thing where it's more so, like, our intel of other vegan friends are like, dude, when you're in fucking Texas, you got to hit this spot. And it's like a vegan spot. You know what I mean? But it's like we we miss some of the other ones that bands are like dude one of the things that breaks my vegan heart every time is like i never had a legit main lobster roll and so like now we're talking in your wheelhouse a little bit you're a northeast guy but uh you know every time tours go to like fucking maine like the like bands just get it for everyone on the tour yeah. it's like they'll just order like a hundred fucking lobster rolls and bring them backstage yep I'm not tempted to do a lot of things as a vegan, but that one's hard every time. <laughs> that one's hard every time. Damn, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah our uh, tour manager, Alex, will get the lobster I roll. I love Alex. Yeah, he's great, man. He's a good dude. He's awesome. Um, yeah, he'll he'll get that shit immediately. Like, as soon as he's done setting up, he'll run straight for the first lobster roll place in Portland. 311 had it catered when we did Portland, Maine with him last time. Dude. So let's talk about 311. Yeah. Let's man. talk about 311 tour, bro. So... You guys awesome. did this, uh, what, what was it, like six weeks, seven weeks? Ten weeks. Was it ten weeks? Ten weeks in a pandemic, baby. <sighs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> That's insane. I mean, talk about talk about like really just uh, crossing your fingers every day to be like, hope we can play tonight. Yeah. Because we were out at the same time and you yeah. guys caught the, you guys got the cooties. And we did. We got the cooties. You guys got the cooties and we were like, you know, every band that was out there is watching other bands and they're like... Hope we all make it. I hope we all make it. You know, we're kind of like referencing where we're at with our other guys. We're like, you know, I remember when Revolution finished their tour without any COVID stuff. I was like, cool, it's possible. Yeah. You know, it's possible. <clears throat> um, Brian was a uh, was a stickler on that tour. Tour managing. Yeah. Um, Regardless of beliefs and everything, you know, everyone's got mixed opinions these days, and that's awesome. Whatever, but kind of got to be if your goal is to not cancel shows. I mean, you know, like yeah. Yeah. I don't care if you think it's made in a lab or made whatever, like, but, but if we're talking about having to cancel shows cause someone tests positive, like kind of gotta be, kind of gotta be a grandpa on the road. You do. And it was like the lamest <clears throat> fucking tour ever. It was, it was fun. It was good. You know, it was good to be back on yeah. the road, but like, yeah. you know, I say lame just in the, in the, in the respect of like, yeah, we didn't get to hang out with our friends normally oh, yeah. that we see. It's hard, man. It's yeah. hard. And you know, people text you like, bro, I can't hang. Like, I'm sorry. We're you feel like an asshole. Like, not that you, you feel like an asshole because you can explain to them, like, look, man, I haven't seen like anyone, but it's still like, you know, I, my wife, we had to cancel a trip for my wife to come out because, you know, protocols were so strict. Um, 
and she was she was planning on because dude when the tour came through it was like oh fuck pandemic's over no one gives a shit anymore and then it was like right when we stepped out in summer everyone's freaking out again so um yeah i had to cancel a trip for my wife that sucked uh because she was coming out first week of tour and so it was it was like before the wheels kind of even started turning on the tour so like you know the 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 camp the the everybody's protocols kind of lessened when it comes to like inter-band stuff and like what we're you know at first it was like yo fucking lock the fuck you know but by week seven week eight everyone was like okay we can all like do this like we're good like it was still no friends no ragers none of that but it was still like we knew we we were capable and what we had to do everyone knew what was required in order to do it um you know so but you're right man it was different it was different i know that i love what i do because and i've learned this in many different ways throughout the years i know that i love what i do because I can enjoy it uh, in many different circumstances. Like there's been many times I have bad ears and I get earaches a lot if I go near water. Um, and I've gotten like three or four really bad earaches on tour. Um, so I just don't, I don't go in the water anymore on tour um, because it's just not worth it, man. Like my yeah. ear swells up and I can't put my in-ear monitor in and it's just painful and it hurts. So, um, but there's been many times I've had to take an antibiotic for that while out on the road to beat it. So I don't drink for two weeks, you know, and I'm looking at everyone around me partying, having a good time. And I've still been able to have a fucking blast completely dead sober. Uh, you know, when we actually did that tour together with, uh, with Iration, I, I didn't drink at all on that whole three week tour just because I was kind of on this health kick thing. I had just lost a ton of weight and I was like, not, I hadn't drank for like three months prior just as part of the weight loss journey. Yeah. Um, still exercising and shit like I was then, but I, you know, I, I do enjoy drinking. I drink all the time. Um, but at that point, it was like all about just like get, get in shape. And so I wasn't drinking. And so that carried on with me through the tour and I was sober for that entire three weeks that we were out together and I had a fucking blast, you know? Um, and I know that there's certain artists out there that kind of rely on that kind of stuff in order to enjoy what they do. And I, I enjoy both. I, I enjoy being sober out there. I enjoy partying, partying out there. I, I'm just grateful because I know that I'm there for the music and I love it for the music, you know? Yeah. We did a sober October thing a couple of years nice. ago and, uh, we, most of us made it, um, so yeah. <laughs> a, few, a few dropped off midway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, about balance man it's it really is it really is look man it's like everybody knows it's poison uh but mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but you know to be able to enjoy a drink you know 100 percent. yeah it's come on you know and i'm a psycho in that sense too where it's like we're talking about being a fanatic about learning shit and like that's why i'm still i'm always on a i'm always on a struggle of trying to find balance in my life when it comes to pleasure and discipline um, because sometimes I go through waves of like, dude, I am so disciplined for like those three months, you know, lost like 45, 50 pounds, not drinking, exercising, running five miles a day, eating super clean. And I was a psycho about it, dude. I was like, fucking, you know, it's like David Goggins, bro. I was reading David Goggins and shit. And I was like, how does it stay hard? Motherfucker, let's fucking go. <laughs> and like, sometimes I'm like, dude, I just want to fucking eat ramen and drink beer for like a week straight. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. So it's like. <laughs> always trying to find the balance in between being a psycho in one direction or the other you know what i mean yeah that's that's what it was for us we you know in the the, the 2000s i mean we we call 2007 we call it the great blackout of 2007 because <laughs> it was we just it was the jaeger years and we, yeah. were, we had just started touring and shit you was guys were young crazy too. yeah we were young we can handle it <clears throat> and uh it was fucking nuts and and so to go from that to like now it's like we'll be on tour and it's just like I might have a beer like right before we play. Like I'll take one yeah. out with me usually. Um, maybe yeah. a shot. Um, yeah. And even even like 2019, I was like, I'd have a few shots during the set. Um, yeah. And uh, but I don't know. We've really slowed down. Uh, it's just because it's yeah. it's not it's good, as man. I don't like feeling that way like when i look back what we used to do man we used to get ripped like we like would, how did i make it to sound check bro we would pull up to the venue i'm thinking beachside tavern new smyrna beach florida or something like we pull yeah, up like okay there's not. there's the venue at like three yeah. o'clock and then we go let's yeah. go find some beer and we'll go get the yeah. beer then we load in then we yeah. just drink until 11 and we play yeah. and we're fucking trashed yeah. and i'm like i know like no wonder the band didn't like blow up or something because we were probably sound like shit you know yeah, but we thought we said everyone's amazing. got the stories, man. Everyone's yeah. got the stories, you know. Yeah, like and everyone's on a different journey. I have some friends that are like 
you know, they're like, used to fucking be blacked out at soundcheck. And I'm like, I'm, I'm lucky. Our band never, never was like that. We've yeah. never been big drinkers as a collective unit. Like <clears throat> like our guitar player doesn't really drink at all. Uh, our bass player rarely drinks. Our keyboard player rarely drinks. So we're not like a big drinker band, you know? Um, I enjoy drinking, but I'm not the whole band. You know what I mean? So, right. um, but even like back in the day, I used to, I played sober every single night for like four fucking years, dude, because of that same mentality. I was like, I'm not out here to party. Like I'm out here to fucking like blow this thing up. You know what I mean? So like, I want to put on the best show possible. Um, you know, getting back to the question about three eleven, um, I did find a new joy in having a couple before the set strictly based on the fact too, that like, you know, you've done those amphitheater tours and being the first one of an amphitheater, it's very low energy usually when yeah. you step out there. It is. You know, yeah. if it's summertime, so we're going on at like 5.30 and 5.30 still feels like afternoon. Like yeah. you're getting out there and it still feels like the dreary afternoon hours. Like people are just, a lot of people aren't even there. Yeah. Um, the people that are there maybe having their first drink, you know, maybe getting some food, whatever. And so I'm having to bring like this crazy fucking extravagant extra ass energy just in order to like make people notice us you know yeah. and i ended up having a lot of fun um experimenting with like how many like white claws or shots would get me to a perfect level where i was like comfortable enough to break down my own mental barriers and like get completely out of my shell you know um i was like running into crowds and shit like that because i wanted i'm like dude we're the first band everyone's already looking at us like you know the 311 camp is awesome and they're they're cult following but that goes both ways like if they accept you and they love you then they're riding with you for life but if they don't like you they're just like gonna snooze through your whole set you know what i mean yep. they're there for 311 and they make that <laughs> shit clear but it goes both ways like some 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 like we gained a lot of 311 fans and they fucking love us now um, but you know, there's some that are just like, oh, uh, who, who invited this talent show band to, to the thing? You know what I mean? Like where's 311, you know? Oh, man. And so I'm yeah. like, even if you think that about us, you're goddamn going to remember our performance. I'm going to take the mic right off the mic stand and run through the third row of the crowd, you know, like, and you'll be like, oh, that guy was off the chains. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's, it's your job as the opening act to try to get people pumped you know yeah make a statement <clears throat> that's why yeah you make a statement and um you got to use <clears throat> maximize every opportunity <clears throat> and when you're in front of you know uh probably you know it's it's 5 36 o'clock so you know at amphitheater you're it may not look like a lot there's probably like five hundred five hundred yeah five hundred to a thousand yeah. people you know within the first yeah. hour of doors if you had them in a club it would be fucking lit it'd be crazy right so yeah. <clears throat> it yeah. just it doesn't look like much because it's spread out but um yeah just give them a good time and and yeah. love your craft and just do it and and it is hard to muster up that energy sometimes especially like when you got people <clears throat> literally people in the front row either with their back tur turned towards yeah, you eating their chili cheese fries and shit yeah like, or or just on their phone or literally just fucking staring you down just like yeah you're just like i Whoa. find that less damaging in an amphitheater though than in a club because sometimes even at our headline shows people will be front row like this for the whole set and i'm like wait like yeah what are you here for and 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 I don't like I don't even take it personally or take it to heart. I'm just like maybe that's how they enjoy their music. Bruh. I'm just like I'm like I'm not fighting to get to the front row just to stand there. If I'm going front row, I want to be fucking wild. Granted, I don't go to the front row at all because I'm just like too old and dude. Fuck that. Fucking, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> dude, I'm taking my kid to a Kid Leroy show in March, uh -huh. and uh, it's it's when it's his favorite rapper. I'm just like there ain't no fucking way I'm going to the front. Like oh, I'll be in the back here, here, buddy. Sit on my shoulder. Yeah, for real, dude. Like it's gonna be yeah. nuts. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, just I, just crowd surf him up to the front, dude. Even, even <laughs> dude, for real. Even at a Green Day show, man, my favorite band of all time. Like I'll, I'll just yeah. I'm fine sitting in the seats, dude. I just I'll rage. Same, same, man. <laughs> I I. I've gone to see my favorite band in this whole entire universe to call the wonder years or a pop punk band. And I've gone to see them a million times. And, um, I always love seeing the youngsters in the front row. They're going fucking wild. I'll go just as wild, but like at least 15 rows back where I have my personal space. I'll yeah. still be jumping, singing, fucking raging, making a fool of myself, but I'm not trying to be like in people's shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, I always get, I always get shit. Cause I'm so tall. People are like, Hey man, <laughs> you're like seven feet tall. Could People you move? Like, like get here earlier motherfucker <laughs> but uh yeah, um closing out on the 311 thing real quick before we move on like so how do you how did you feel about the tour did you feel like people uh dug the band did you end up did you see like things increasing streams yeah. uh, subs followers any of that stuff 
It was amazing, man. Honestly, like not only was it a good time, but uh, it's one of those tours where you know you're you're doing this reggae thing, and there's a couple of those staple tours that obviously you want to hit. You know what I mean? Like everyone wants to get that get on the bill with the stupid summer tour, the red summer tour, and the Dirty Heads tour, and the Three Eleven tour. That was like a big staple for us. You know, there's a couple of these like massive bands that, like in a sense, are kind of the godfather bands of the genre. You know, you want to get up there on those. That's like the biggest exposure you're gonna get on a summer tour as a as an up and comer. Um, so yeah, not only was it a good time, but um, it did end up being something that I think really helped out the band. I mean, we got tons of exposure and um, a lot of new fans that were like, man, you guys fucking killed it. You guys 30 minutes up there. It flew by in like two minutes, like so much energy, you know? And, and I, I give my boys a big old shout out because I wasn't the only one up there bringing that kind of energy, trying to make a statement. All fucking five of us were like going absolutely bananas on stage. And, you know, another factor of that was the fact that we hadn't toured at all in a year and a half. So like there's genuine, like primitive energy stored within our cells that was like waiting to explode on stage. And all of my guys did that, you know, from me to like my fucking drummers headbanging and just standing up every second you can exploded you know so um it was great man it was great and i always thought that if the guys from 311 were able to hear our music that they would fuck with it because like i have so much respect for tim mahoney as a guitarist man he was like you know even before like expendables and shit he was throwing riffs over reggae music you know like he was blending heavy metal riffs and rock riffs with fucking reggae and i'm like i'm like that shit was profound you know and like we do a lot of that stuff uh in our music and i always thought it would make it would make for a good mix you know and i think that uh i think that it did man and i got nothing but positive things to say about all of those band members man they're such nice dudes they took us in even with the covid stuff you know it was like obviously a lot more distance than it would have been uh outside of the pandemic we probably would have kicked it a lot more but like they definitely did what they could to make us feel nice and welcome and let us know that they were happy to have us out there with them you know and uh they came and watched our set a ton of times you know like and that was always like a really cool thing is you know you're going out as an opening band and you turn to the side fucking nick hexham's watching your set like really taking it in too he's like this you know um i'm like this is just fucking cool man so really grateful i i think the tour helped us out a lot and we all managed to have a really good time on it you know what i mean that's great to hear, man. We've we've had uh, <clears throat> nothing but great experiences with the uh, 311 in their their camp and um, the fans. 2008, we played our first shows with those guys, and like ever since then, it was like 311 Nation, all all you know, taking taking yeah. in value and just, uh, just I've I've made friends from that community, and just it's just awesome every time we play yeah. a show with them. It's so. Cool, man. I have I have such a profound respect for bands like that who have built an empire, and like they fucking they have, you know. They can keep, they, you know, 30 years in, they can keep playing these big shows and doing 311 day and, and, you know, cruises cruises and and, yeah, all the the events that they do and people follow them. And that, that's the dream, man. It's not, you know, the dream isn't about, you know, getting to fucking Beyonce status, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, so that's fucking impossible. You know, it's, it's not impossible, but you know what I'm saying? And yeah, it's given the genre. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the way that things are so, um, you know, the, the playing field is leveled now and Spotify and everything. It just, um, there's music everywhere that you're never, ever going to hear in your lifetime. Um, yeah. but there's, they've got fucking a million fans, you know, yeah. it's just that the yeah. world is that big and I know. we just need to, we just need to do the best we can to find, you know, carve out, carve out our little piece of it and make yeah. it our own and, and let it flourish, you know? And we can do it like independently you know and that's a that's the beauty of it you know there's like and that's why like there's so much music out there that's massively popular that you may never hear is because it's you're able to get we're very successful independently now which is awesome man it's a place for everybody you know there really is yeah it's not it really a, is it's, man it's not a fucking race it's just um it's like just do the best you can do and <clears throat> carve out your spot dude yeah man yeah. um so <clears throat> before you get out of here uh fucking uh ease and grace you guys dropped that a few months ago Yes, sir. Um, sounds great. I love that it's got 15 tracks on it. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to that. Like, I want to normalize this again. Yeah. This is what it was in the 90s and 2000s. I, I wanna, like albums, man. I want to go back to 15 track albums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because why not? You know, it's like, I totally get how, you know, it's like I, I've been a advocate for, for uh, telling bands, you know, hey, release 
as much as you can over the year. Yeah. Don't do an album every two years. Yeah. Release the album. Absolutely. Because I, I believe that fans still love albums, but, yeah. but always have something ready to go. And you know, an album cycle is a lot shorter than it used to be. It's like six months. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, totally. Um, I know I, we dropped it a while ago. We're about to do the tour because we had the 311 tour, but it still feels like it's, it's short now. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, album, album cycle feels short. Dude, it's, 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 uh, I knew nine months after girls came out in 2017 that it was over. That's I was nice. like, I was like, yeah, yeah, here we go. So it's only, Dude, got I was watching the other day on one of those fucking like documentaries and it was like, uh, I was watching, I watched two. One was, uh, Steven Tyler one and the other one was, uh, Journey. And it just fucking blew my mind, man. Cause like you wonder why these albums are so iconic, right? Some of these classic rock albums. Mm -hmm. And then you go, holy fucking shit they toured that album for three years straight you know like like Air, like aerosmith and and journey and def like all those guys like when they dropped an album they're doing world tours for years where they're playing like 300 days a year for for three years consecutively all the same tour like for bands like us in our current state of affairs it's like we'll do six different tours in three years maybe yeah. more maybe you more. know yeah like one will be an album <clears throat> tour the other will be like uh supporting the next single after the album tour and blah 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 but back in the day it was you know and i have this awesome fucking fleetwood mac vinyl that i picked up in portland one time and it's a rumors live uh vinyl and when you pull out the booklet it says all of the dates on the tour and i mean it's i don't know how long it lasted but it was probably a couple of years because it's like a hundred shows in Europe, a hundred shows in Asia, a hundred shows, maybe 200 in the U S like all of Australia, like all this shit. And you're like, this was one tour. Like, It's insane, yeah. man. It's, it's insane. insane man. Yeah. I, when you look back at that, the, the old model <clears throat> and you know, there's, there's a lot, you know, the biggest, biggest bands ever probably will still do that. And they'll probably still tour for like a year on the same record, True. year and a half. True. Um, but most bands these days are not going to do that. And, um, yeah, I, I remember just uh, seeing Motley Crue. I never saw them when yeah. I was a kid, but I remember them. You coming. look at the dates. Yeah, they would. They came around. I was a huge fan, and I I didn't get to go see the tour, but I was like, man, they're still on that tour. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, no doubt. You're was, like, I went through puberty since they were uh, still on this tour. <laughs> seriously, yeah, and, and no doubt was uh, on Tragic Kingdom. That was uh, like a two or three year uh, tour cycle. Yeah, it, they toured on the same record, but it's crazy, and you can't fathom that nowadays. Nowadays, it's like. Okay, thanks for the record. Three months later, yeah. okay, what else you got? You know, look at our streaming numbers. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, uh, awesome. Uh, in that same vein, we are doing an Ease and Grace album release tour uh, this year. It's March and April. It's four weeks across the U.S. Uh, tickets are available now on iTerra.com. Uh, they're going fast. We do like the fan club thing and they're all sold out, which is really cool. Like the meet and greets and all that shit. Awesome. Um, the shows themselves are not sold out. There's still tickets for, for I think every show, uh, but they're going. And which is, you know, what else can you ask for in life is, you know, you make music and you sell tickets to your shows, sell albums. It's fucking awesome. Um, but if anyone listening would like to come to the, to the uh, tour, it's going to be, it's going to be a really good time, man. We, we haven't toured, we haven't done a headline since COVID. You know, we went out and did 30 minutes every night with 311, but uh, we get to do full 90 now. So we've got a lot of new music to play from the new album. Uh, we're doing some really cool covers and saw new transitions and performance. And it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I hope to see you guys there. Dude, I love it, man. I love it. That, like, yeah. as you said, that's all you can ask for is just, you know, put the tickets on sale and, and just go do your yeah. thing, man. I fucking love that. Yeah grateful man i i don't worry about that shit too much you know what i mean i'm happy if there you go there's the dates guys um i i and i don't know what this is I, I i don't ever check in on like ticket sales and stuff you know we have a weekly meeting and management will let me know and i'm always like that is fucking awesome that's mind-blowing <laughs> that's fucking awesome you know and i'm grateful for that i'm uh I'm the opposite i'm fucking i mean i'm grateful but i'm the a opposite. lot of a lot of guys are of guys i'm are. fucking obsessed with with ticket sales and numbers and analytics and things i just am that way but yeah, I, I like to fine. i use it for you know i use it for um uh learning purposes like yeah where can we adjust you know same you thing. want to understand what helps get the word out better you know what helps people buy tickets i get that man i respect it a lot um i don't know what it i almost feel like i've gotten extremely lucky throughout my career because um, for like, I'm into certain aspects of the business for sure. Um, but majorly I just love creating and I've always like, 
how do I even say this uh, without sounding kind of like a douchebag? Like I just really, I feel extremely lucky and extremely blessed that I can kind of focus on creating and the rest of the stuff falls into place. You know what I mean? I, I, I know that that's like, it's an extreme privilege and I don't know what controls that. I don't know what exactly, uh, it is that that you know uh attracts people to the music and stuff but it's it's been there and i'm really fucking grateful for that man because it lets me focus so much on the actual creation of the music and the the art that we're putting out and that and then when i do check in on it i'm like oh my fucking god people are buying tickets like holy shit people are buying merch like it's fucking awesome so thank you to everyone out there that that is doing those things so it's, it's a wonderful feeling and uh it's it's great to see you guys fucking doing this man um if you, if you have a if you, if you have a good team in place working for you um yeah you know to to make to help all these things you know facilitate them help them fall into place like that's yeah. what it should be is like you know, the artist should just be worried about creation dream. i'm a fucking maniac yeah. so i'm like i'm like so what's how's this going what's it you know tell me this i just do that but like nothing <clears> wrong with that because that's like you like that you yeah. enjoy i'm sure you enjoy it the same way you like learning a new doll yeah you know what i mean yeah and it I takes like every kind of it takes every kind of guy because i've got tons of friends like that are in successful bands that still keep their ear to the ground like that they're successful already you know and they're like still checking in tickets still checking in all that and like that's just because they enjoy it and that's fucking awesome too yeah i i, I feel bad for anybody that manages us because i'm i, I tend to micromanage <laughs> you're there uh, yeah and I'm, I'm always like so how's this coming along it's like bro we just talked about it two two minutes ago <laughs> you know i know, I know. you're like hey did you send that email yet i'm checking it <laughs> i feel grateful dude i definitely i don't want to say i'm completely innocent uh, of of doing those things because i just go through waves you know but usually it's like when i'm all sparked up and fucking you gotta like keep a leash on me like when we get close to finishing an album my mind i don't sleep bro like because of excitement like i'm laying in bed and i'm like music video idea i better text management right now hey man can you fucking uh check in with this guy and uh try and sit, line that up ma'am because and they're like dude like huh, sure it's 6 a.m sure. <laughs> bro chill you know? <laughs> yeah but then but then i'll go on a massive like cool down period of just be like okay just did four music videos dropped an album like i fucking holy shit that was fun but it was a lot you know yeah yeah <clears throat> i hear it man um yeah ease and grace uh, uh the title track is awesome the video is great for it i love how the video looks um with the, you, the lights on the walls flashing behind you and just like really fun man shout out shot. to my, my boy mason who directed that video i grew up playing metal and hardcore with him in vegas he just was always we went to the same high school and shit like that and he's uh grown into an awesome video director he's got the eye man it's he's I, got the eye man eye. i was just him one camera really Oh man. No team. Nothing. I love that. We rented a space out. He has a dope camera. And more than that, he's got a dope fucking eye, man. His girlfriend was with him flipping lights and shit in the warehouse. And he was just running around getting these action shots. And so tight. He did the Wiser Now one too, in the same way. It was just him. And Is that the rooftop, on the rooftop one? Yeah. 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 And <clears> it's just, you know, I, I feel like uh, when I came up with those videos, I was like, there's not enough bands in this genre that do performance videos. And it feels like, a lot of reggae bands music videos fall flat on their face and we've done it too like if you watch our, our video for nice it up on like it's, it came out in 2015 it's funny like it's cool and it's like fun and innocent and playful but it fell flat on its face it just in the sense of where like you try to go too hard on a storyline without a million dollar budget it, it's gonna turn out like shit you oh know? man All if right. you don't have a million dollar music video budget like the storyline thing is it's tough, man. It is. You got to have, <clears throat> I wouldn't say you need a million bucks, but you definitely need somebody that, that has a vision and can help you like yeah. help. That's well, true. And they can help you realize it in the right way yeah. and have a good eye and understand the, the best shots and things like that. And like, yeah. you know, you we need like props and like actors. And, yeah. You know what I mean, we did that whole thing. Um, we did it for the last night video back in 2012 yeah. and it's like one of the worst videos ever. It looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah. But what the yeah. fuck is going on here? Like, what is this? What am I looking yeah. at? Yeah. And you're trying to tell a story. And I hate trying to tell a story in a video. That's yeah, it's all it's it. You have to like, it's, it's a roll of the dice, man. Sometimes it's going to look cool. Sometimes it's going to be like, this isn't that good, <laughs> dude. It's, you know, and I kind of took advantage of the fact I'm like, 
um i remember when like i kind of took advantage of the fact i'm like my band can look cool like put us in some dark light throw some strobes a lot of us have long fucking hair and tattoos like we'll headbang we'll go nuts let's do performance-based videos you know what i mean we bring a lot of energy let's capture that shit you know i remember when we were out with stick we did a winter tour with stick and all of us were wearing big ass snow boots on stage every night and we're all like six foot except our drummer god bless his heart um and we came out on stage with boots and shit every night and like scott one night just came up to me and he was like dude you guys just fucking come out there with your big ass fucking boots you're all fucking six foot something and you just rage for 30 (laughs) minutes like you guys are just like an army that walks on stage and like let's loose and i'm like that stuck with me and i'm like let's put that in a music video i love that i love that (laughs) that's so great man (laughs) yeah it's yeah, you come out there swinging, bro. That's that's you got to give them a show, you know. Everyone's got their angle, though. You it, know what I mean? It, it, and I think it's like simplicity is better because like those are really simple videos. Just find what it is that makes your band special and try and capture that shit. You know? Yeah, we we the the video for uh, we did for Middle Finger last summer was the best video we've ever done. Like it's it's funny, it's silly. Like we're beating up a it's total office space. We're beating the oh, shit out of a copier. That. Yeah, that's and, a great video. Yeah, thanks. And look, the guy that that directed it, Andrew Hall, he did a great job. Um, he he's got an eye, and that's super important as i said before and just made it look really good and and um yeah you know so yeah and there wasn't like we we told a story a little bit but it was just more or less just showing like fun a, a boss being shitty to his employees and then sort of the you know us taking it out on the copy or just like the movie but um yeah. it, but it worked have you fun. know yeah yeah just have, have fun keep it simple be you you know like yep. that's why it turned out so good is because you guys weren't like all right man first scene <laughs> the guy's putting in the payroll and then he gets a number wrong. And then so like he sends it in to finance department and then finance comes in and you're like, okay, we're only 30 seconds through the video. What else can we do in here? All right, let's have my sister come in the music video and fucking do that. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's why it's like, ah, yeah. unless you have a big budget or someone who's a fucking uh, a genius to do it on a budget, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So you're always working on a budget and you're always working with people that are willing to work for free or, you know, just whatever and uh the guy that played the the boss um he he was actually in the band of the the guy that's directing the video he's in a band and uh the other guy from the band was in the video with us too playing the boss so that worked out because they were all there helping out um so yeah you look out with things like that and um shout out to the harbor boys yeah but uh yeah in our video nice it up i literally was like we all had our own scenes and uh i was yeah i was working at jersey mike's at the time i was a kid and uh fucking they let me shoot it we didn't tell the owner but my manager was cool shit and uh we came in late as fuck at night and shot the video in jersey mics i'm like working and i'm making sandwiches and shit we covered up all the logos my actual manager is bitching at me and stuff in the music video shout out to guy valentino he was hilarious he got wasted because he got really nervous because he's like never been in a music video and it like <laughs> wasn't a high profile thing but he's just like your normal guy you know really sweet guy yeah yeah show up to shoot this video at 11 and he's like Nate, I'm sorry, dude. I've been drinking because I'm super nervous to play my part in your video, bro. <laughs> and so he's just hammered and he's screaming in my face. And it was so hard for me to look pissed in the video because I was just like laughing. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible, man. Yeah. Um, well, dude, awful video. Awful video? Yeah, nice. Well, let's <laughs> check it out. Um, yeah, so dude, so Ease and Grace is out everywhere. Um, uh, what else you guys got going on? I mean, you got the tour coming up. Obviously, good tours for that. Anything else uh, we should know about? um ayatera the biggest thing right now on the horizon is definitely the tour um beyond that i we don't have uh anything to announce for summer yet i would love for to do something dope as shit in the summer um but it's january now still got some time uh, i don't know what we're gonna end up doing summer 2021 but fingers crossed that it's fucking dope um yeah i'm sure it will be main priority is is push this album because you know like we said album cycles do feel short but uh it's you still get told by the wise ones in the industry like push it as long as you can you know absolutely yeah and i think the pandemic might help in that respect because you haven't been able to tour with it yet and this is the first time going out you know on the record and uh just think about how many people are going to know all the songs from the record yeah that's a cool part of it you know you know like that's priority for us man push the record push the record um if i can plug something yeah go for uh, it i'm trying to plug this week we just launched a clothing company my wife and i yes Um, congratulations thank you so much man i'm really fucking excited about it 
Um, it's called Crossed Heart Clothing. When is this podcast going to be out, you think? Probably Thursday or Friday. Okay. I'm, I'm having to decide which day I want to be the podcast day. If it's Thursday right now, future ones in the future, if it's Thursday, go join the Crossed Heart Clothing Discord if you use Discord, the app, and you will have access to do first shopping on our Discord before the rest of the general public on Thursday, January 6th. Uh, however, if it is Friday, you have missed what I said previously. <laughs> you missed the deadline. If it is Friday when you're listening to this or any time beyond January 7th, 2021, fucking go to our website and go buy some dope fucking clothes, man. It's called crossedartclothing.com. Uh, my wife and I are really excited about the designs we've put together. I've been wanting to do this for a really long time. Uh, we don't have any kind of sentimental message or moral to creating the clothing company. The entire point of it is to create awesome fucking clothes that I would want to wear. Um, and I think we achieved that with our first drop. I'm already working on the next one. Uh, the next one's already done and we're going to be releasing new shit every single month, uh, working with really cool independent artists who are drawing a lot of skulls and snakes and roses and cats and pizzas and cool shit. So, um, check us out man i i love the i love the name i think it's great and you showed me the Thank art the you. other day art looks sick and Thank uh you. and uh i guess i'll have to put this out on thursday then because i don't want people to miss that fucking that drop <laughs> um yeah it's cool man if, if you guys don't have discord all it is it's like a big ass group chat so don't be afraid of it you could uh, download the app on your phone and then you're it's like old school aim chat rooms where you just hop in and we're, we're all communicating together and talking about fun stuff in, in the discord yeah, it's it's really not that complicated once you get into it. Just jump in and start chatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Um, well, dude, congrats on the on the new thing and uh, congrats on the record and and uh, you guys got a lot of streams already on the record for being out for a few months. Um, and uh, the tour is coming up and I'm I'm stoked to finally have you on the show, man. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this since you asked me, and uh, it's it was a no brainer. I texted you back in like two seconds because you've been such a fucking monumental help to me uh in just finding ways to continue doing what i love man so i truly 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 oh yeah sincere thank you for all the help that you've given me in the last year and a half and it's uh it's been an honor to be your friend since we met uh in person really on that iration tour man oh dude you don't owe me shit bro fucking i'm just happy to see you, you guys doing your thing so fucking love it yeah man and uh make sure Appreciate you guys you, make sure you guys follow us twitch as well go over there and give him a little follow on twitch and uh fuck yeah man well uh, Nate, have a wonderful day. I know you said you're fucking chilling today, so good for you. Yes, Love sir. It. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, uh, take care. Tell the guys said hello and uh, go get those tickets, people. Fuck yeah. Likewise, Howie. Thank you, my man. You got it, bro. Everybody, episode 147 of Tales for the Green Room Podcast. Thank you so much.